everybody. Welcome to Ramsey's Rock and Roads. Episode eight, I'm here with Funny Boy Shane, Scott Ramsey, uh, San Ynez, California, Rancho de, Be Rancho de Abejas. Beautiful day. This episode is called Protecting Yourself. Now, the reason I feel this is important is because the bigger you get, the more you've got on the line, the more you're growing, it always seems like there's somebody out there to take what you've got. Now, not necessarily, I don't mean that in a negative way. I don't mean that in a malicious way. There's always somebody out there that has their hand out. And I've noticed this with myself with, you know, and we, and, and we continue to do it to this day. You know, we still sponsor, donate, we still do a lot of that kind of stuff, but it just seems like the bigger the company gets, the bigger Ramsey Asphalt gets, the more of that that happens, which is okay. And I would expect it to happen because these trucks are everywhere. So people that I don't know, kids I don't know, sponsor soccer, football, baseball, whatever, it's all good. That is something that I continue to do because it's, it's good karma, good energy, and that's what I'm all about. So this is gonna be for you guys out there and I'm just gonna be, I'm gonna just give you guys some examples of things that have happened to me where I've learned, okay, hey, protect yourself. Funny Boy Shane, what's the first one? Employees and systems. Okay, so we've already hit on this one. I think I can probably cover this one pretty quick. So employees and systems. Employees, wow, that's a hard one. <clears throat> we, live, <laughs> we live in California. And, you know, really an employee can sue for whatever an employee can sue for. All I can say, guys, no matter what, and I tell my supers and my supers say, hey, the guys didn't take lunch today because we had too much asphalt to put down. It's unacceptable. Remember, if you do business in California, you have to have 30 minute lunch, no matter what. There used to be this thing back in the day, which I thought was really great. If you, if you were in a perishable business, which concrete contractors, asphalt contractors, we use a perishable product, there was this perishable product clause, like milk producers, you're producing a perishable product. California doesn't care. And, I, and frankly, I don't either. You gotta take your lunches, protect yourself. Make sure your employees are getting their lunches. Make sure they're getting their 10 minute break, their 15 minute break, their whatever, their smoke break, their potty break, whatever the break they want, make sure they have the opportunity to get their break and just make sure you protect yourself. The bigger you get, even though, I mean, I know, and I'm speaking frankly out there and I'm speaking, speaking freely to all the world, I know that all of my employees think I'm sitting on millions and billions of dollars and I have all this money, which is not the case. All my money is in the company. I really don't have really any money to speak of, it's all in the company. As you guys, it's all in our equipment, it's all in the jobs, it's all in our receivables, it's all in the company. We don't really have that kind of money that these employees think we have, but they don't know that. So do your best, document, 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 an employee gets hurt, document it, an employee needs to see a doctor, document it, and you'll get through it. Um, any of, you, any of you contractors out there, it doesn't matter what you're selling, what your trades are. If you've got sales guys out there, make sure you have them on a commission agreement because these guys, 
if they're sales guys, you think, well, they're different than the rest of the guys. Well, they are, but you got to make sure you have a commission agreement, make sure that they're not really entitled to lunches or breaks or minimum wage or anything. They are commission sales guys. Protect yourself. I think I've said enough about that, and I think a lot of you guys know what I'm talking about because you guys have been sued by your favorite employees. They come back a year later after moving on. They've got back injuries, and you know the back injury didn't really happen. You got to just deal with it. So that's why we pay the insurance companies. Don't get upset about it. Let the insurance companies deal with it, but still protect yourself. Shane. Next up, customers. Customers. Well, yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> customers. Protecting yourself with the customers. So all I can say on a public sector, public works, that is such a rigid, very formal process. There's not a whole lot you can do in that neighborhood. Just make sure you bid the job right and fill out your paperwork right and do your best to get in and get out. There's not much you can do on, about public works. You're already bonded, you're already committed to the job. Uh, just make sure you trust the person that's doing your estimating for you. And uh, that's all I can say on the public work side of things. Now the private side of things, that's a little different. So what I do in my office, and this has actually been more recent. So here we are. I started the business in 99, which all of you guys know. And here we are, 2023. 24 years later, and you're like, Scott, you're just figuring this out now? Yeah, I told you I wasn't the brightest guy in the, in the bunch. I barely graduated from high school. No wonder I'm still making these mistakes 24 years later. But I will say, as long as we know what our businesses look like when we're finished, it's okay. We'll never veer that far off track. Yeah, we might get off the road a little bit, but we'll come back on pretty quick. So what we do, and I'm just going to share with you guys our system that we do. So we have our proposals and all contractors you have, depending on how many years of, depending on how many years you've been in the business, you have a lot of disclaimers. We're not responsible for this. We're not responsible for acts of God. We're not responsible. Everybody, and you can talk to your attorney and they'll tell you what you're not responsible for. Okay, that's fine. But then I think as a business owner and as a contractor or material supplier, we need to take it a, one step further. What I like to do when it comes to whatever, whatever service we're providing, let's start with a real primitive service, crack sealing. We give our customers two options for crack sealing, hot option and cold option. The reason why is because I prefer the hot crack fill, which we'll get into crack filling in later episodes. I prefer hot crack fill because it lasts longer, however, those of you guys that do homeowners associations will feel me on this one. People don't like the way the hot crack fill looks. It's, it sticks up off the ground a little bit as cars twist on it, the rubber twists. It just, sometimes it looks unsightly, but it's a far superior product. Nobody's debating that. So we'll, we, I've learned that, okay, we have our boilerplate stuff that the attorneys say, this is how you got to do it. And then we have an example, crack fill, okay? Give them two options, they have, and they actually, before we get a job on schedule, they actually have to approve, they want hot or they want cold, and there's a description of both. Very simple. Let's say another example, seal coat. 
All of you seal coders out there know you can't warranty oil spots. That's fine. Then say it. Put it on your estimates. I hate to say contracts. Put it on your paperwork. We can't be responsible for oil spots. Well, why is that? Because the oil has been dripping on that one spot for 40 years and it's saturated through the entire surface of the asphalt. You're not getting rid. I don't care what oil spot primer you're using or your homemade brew or whatever. I don't care if you're out there for hours burning it. You're not getting rid of the oil spot. The only way to get rid of it is to cut it out and redo it, but that's pretty extreme and being a maintenance contractor, I don't really see the need for that. So going on, we go down to, let's say chip seal. Chip seal, what color rock do you want? Is it black? Is it color? Is it gold? Is it Navajo? Is it coastal blue? Is it, what, what is it? Customer signs off on it. Okay, fine. Then on our private jobs, we go to the extreme and all of you contractors out there are like, oh my God, how can we implement all this stuff? It's actually pretty easy. It's not really all that hard at all. We actually have our Google Maps or now in the day and age we live in, there's other services other than Google, but they offer aerial images to where you can draw on this aerial image and you can actually pinpoint, okay, green, we're digging out. Red, we're overlaying. Blue, we're gonna seal coat. And we actually have the customer sign off on that because we had, before we were having the customers sign off on the Google map or the aerial map, what would happen is they would say, oh, well, we wanted that road to go to the right, not to the left. Well, there was two options there and I happened to just print out the wrong map that day. So no, now what we do, we print off the Google map, we have the customer approve it, sign it back in, it gets attached with the proposal into QuickBooks forever. When I dispatch out the guys in the morning, I print that out, I hand it to them and say, hey, this is what the customer signed off on. Don't change it, don't change it, do it like this. I want it to be, and I, you guys are gonna laugh and say, Scott, don't be a joker, you're not McDonald's. No, we're not McDonald's, but when somebody calls Ramsey Asphalt, I don't care if you're in Paso Robles, Fresno, California, or Ventura, or Santa Barbara, I want them to know that when they call Ramsey Asphalt to do a job, they're gonna get the same job no matter what region you're in. That's it, plain and simple. So we kind of are the McDonald's of, we are the McDonald's of their asphalt business. And my wife's out there in, in somewhere and just rolling her eyes right now, I, I can just imagine that. So anyways, when it comes to customers, do all you can to protect yourself, if you tell the customer you're gonna give them two inches of asphalt, give them two inches of asphalt. Trust me, karma is tough. Life is tough. And if you tell somebody you're gonna give them two inches and you give them an inch, you're gonna, <laughs> nature has a way of making things right. And you don't wanna be on the receiving end of nature making things right because it really stings. So I won't carry on about that anymore. Shane, what was next? Oh, contractors. Okay. Yeah. 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 So this is a good one. And I can rant and rave about this one all night long, all night long. I hear cars passing by and we're in the middle of nowhere. Where are these cars coming from? Where are they going to? I don't know. All I see is green around me anyway. So contractors. So I, I, I'm, I'm pretty lucky. I ha I have to say I am, I am pretty lucky because I have my business model doesn't really 
allow for a lot of contractor work. I like to be the general. I like to be in charge of my future. I like to be in charge of the way the job goes down. So I don't do a lot of general contractor work. However, the, there is a reason for that is because the contractors I've worked for in the past are, they want the lowest bid. Even after you give them a bid and they get the job, they still want the price even lower. They want it done on their time frame. So they'll put you off, put you off, put you off. And especially if you're a paving contractor, you're the guy at the very end of the job. It could be two years later before you're actually out there doing the job. And on top of it all, they're going to take you, they're going to take three months to pay you, 120 days to pay you. Your material supply bills are due in 30 days. Your men are paid in one week. Your men are paid every Friday. How can you survive working for contractors? You can't. These general contractors will put you out of business before you, before you even have a chance to grow the damn thing. They will put you out of business, guaranteed. Now, there is probably 10 contractors that I'll work for that when they call, I jump because I have a lot of freedom, a lot of flexibility, and I know when I send them the invoice, they're going to make sure that I get paid within 30 days. They guarantee it. And I don't mess around. I will walk through fire for these guys and I will make sure I will, I will postpone jobs or cancel jobs for the 10 contractors or nine contractors or eight contractors that I work for. I'll walk through fire for these guys. The rest of them out there in the world, when they send me their contracts, I'm going to say 80% of the time we don't even get through the contracts because I, and guys, you can't be afraid to red, redline their contracts. I know you're excited about the $100,000 job. You're a new contractor. You just started up. You're getting all these $10,000 jobs, 10,000, 10,000, 10,000. Then all of a sudden you get an $80,000 job. You're excited. That $80,000 job will put you out of business. Guaranteed. If you don't protect yourself, don't be bashful. Take their contract, take their contract and redline the payment terms, redline the retention. No, you're not going to pay me when you get paid. There's no such thing. California, if you're in California, that's not even a, a thing that's allowed. Paid when paid. No, it doesn't work like that. Redline, redline payment terms, redline the retention. No, you're not going to wait three years for your 10% retention because really a lot of you contractors, and I, and I said it in episode one or two, a lot of you contractors aren't even bidding enough to cover overhead. So now all your overhead is going to get held up for another year. And so now you're losing money. You're going to have to go get a loan from the bank to pay your bills on that job because you already paid your guys on Friday. It's a lose-lose no matter what. It's a lose-lose. So I'm not going to rant on about that. I told you I could rant on and on and on because Ramsey Asphalt, I will tell you this, Ramsey Asphalt has been on the brink of bankruptcy. This is, I'm just emptying out my closet right now. Ramsey Asphalt has been on the brink of bankruptcy five or six times because of general contractors. How I got through these, how I got through those contracts, I don't know. I mean, well, I do know because I have a lot of people that love me and support me a lot and we all got through it together. I mean, one contractor, it was such a bad deal. I was on, well, 
I'll just be honest with you guys. I was on, and John Maxwell, if you're watching this episode, Sol, our beloved Soltech, I literally, if, if, if my attorney, Rich Adams, God bless him, if he couldn't have worked it out, I would have been bankrupt on this job. Rich, help me out, help me get through it. We negotiated a deal that kept me in business, got their job done, and all is well. Here we are today, 10 years later, we survived. John and I were out there paving. John, I'm on a paver, John's on a roller. We got it done. Thank you, John, love you. Uh, anyway, so like I said, I can rant on and on and on. I'm not going to. Just protect yourself and don't be bashful. Don't be bashful about redlining the hell out of these contracts. At the end of the day, the general contractor needs you more than you need them, plain and simple. There's lots of customers out there. You don't need these generals. If general contractor work is your business model, hey, go for it. I support you. Any questions you've got for me, ask me. I might not be able to help because as you can see, I'm kind of salty when it comes to general contractors, but I'll help you any way I can. Uh, moving on, Shane. Okay, bonding companies. Well, 2023, 2022, here we are, 24 years later. So, all of us contractors that are out there, like I said, doesn't matter what you sell. Asphalt, seal coat, roofing, drywall, whatever it is, framing, electrical, plumbing, it doesn't matter. Sometimes you get involved in these jobs where bonding is required. Now, this is one of those situations where People don't even realize it when I say this, but you gotta make sure that your bonding company has your back. Now, you might be a guy like me that doesn't realize it until it's too late, but I'm not gonna get into the specifics of it, but I, I feel like this is a time for me to get it off my chest so I can move on. So we had a bonding company that we had for many, 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 many years. We had a, a state job that literally went south. And because it was, and I don't know if it, I don't know if it was because of state of California or what the reasoning was behind it, but my bonding company actually had to get involved just for me to get through the submittal process, literally just to get through the material submittal process. And at the end of the day, I ended up saying the heck with this job. If I can't even get through the submittal process, there's no way I'm gonna go out and build the job because I can just imagine being out there building it. And so I ended up literally just saying, hey, we can't do this job. I expected my bonding company to have my back because the bonding company had to get involved just to get through the submittal process because I had this guy within the state of California that just, I don't know, did he have it out for me? I don't know. I'm not going to I'm not going to play the victim here. I don't know really what went wrong. My attorney tells me based on everything that happened, my attorney feels like they just really didn't want Ramsey Asphalt to do their job. They wanted somebody else to do the job, which is okay. But at the end of the day, I don't care about the state. I don't care about how everything went down. But at the end of the day, I was very very disappointed because my bonding company rolled on me. And they sided with the customer and you know everything went sideways and at the end of the day i had to pay the bonding company to finish the job and you know as 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 it goes you know that's the way it goes no big thing so anyway as that being said make sure you're with the bonding company maybe take this video bring it up to your bonding company and say hey what's the deal here subsequently 
uh, and, and the bonding company that I was with, they threatened me, they, they really pushed me, they, they backed me into a corner. And I went, to a bonding, I went to another bonding company that had been trying to get our business for some time. And a shout out to Shane Wolf, thank you for all your help. You've been, you've been a lifesaver. Um, so I went to Shane Wolf and, and I told him the whole story. And he said, hey man, let me run it up to underwriting. This, does, this, this whole thing doesn't sound right. I sent him some emails, correspondence between me and the state and my, my current bonding company. And he said, yeah, Scott, this isn't right. We'd love to have you as a customer. You're a solid dude. You do good work. We got your back. And so, yeah, I've been with Shane Wolf for a couple years now. Thanks, Shane. Thanks for having my back. And um, yeah, that's all I can say about that. So this, this is a little bit of a short episode, a little bit more of a negative episode because, you know, we, in the world we live in, you got to protect yourself. Nobody is going to care about your business as you do. Nobody's going to care about the money like you do. Nobody's going to care about the waste like you do as the owner. Protect yourself. Watch your guys. Watch the waste. Watch the overages. Watch the gasoline. I, I, ha I have people within Ramsey Asphalt that watches algorithms. They watch all these things like like Laura, I mentioned in episode uh, six, was it Shane? Episode, we introduced Laura into episode six. Laura now, I mean, Laura has come far. I mean, she's like my number one manager now. She is, she is my personal assistant directly for me and nothing happens with me unless it goes through Laura. Thank you, Laura. Thanks for sticking with me all these years. Um, but I can't even remember where I was going with that because I digress, but anyway, Oh, Laura, she, she even watches. So we have pallets of water in the back that we supply to the guys. She watches the algorithms on the water and says, Scott, I have a problem here. Laura, what's the problem? She says, well, during the heat of the summer, the guys go through one pallet of water in about two and a half weeks. And I said, okay. She says, well, we're in the middle of February and we went through one pallet of water in a week and a half. Wow, okay. That's, that's, that's good information. So what I do is every Monday morning, we have a meeting with the, I have a meeting with the guys, safety meeting with all, I bring all the, the drivers, the supers, the crew guys, the foremans, we all huddle around in a circle. And these are times when I bring this stuff up. I don't go and berate the guys during the week. I wait till Monday and I, I'm very friendly with the guys. And I say, guys, this is the situation. The office informed me, I'm not gonna throw Laura under the bus. I said, hey guys, the office informed me, during the summer, we go through one pallet of water in two and a half weeks. We're in the middle of wintertime. It's pretty cold out there. And we went through a pallet of water in a week and a half. Now, I don't know if you, some of you guys are taking it home to your families or taking it for your caballos. I don't know where the water's going, but the water's going somewhere. Let's make it stop. And it does. And then it'll go for maybe about a year and a half, maybe two. And then Laurel will call me up. Hey, Scott. The guys, during the summertime, the guys are going through a pallet of water in every two and a half weeks. We just went through a pallet of water in a week. Okay, then I have another talk with the guys and we'll go through another. So it's just human nature. Like I said, nobody cares about your money, your things, your business as much as you do. Keep an eye on things. Make sure you have people in the office you trust. Take the time, look at your bank statements. Take your, if you don't have, if you don't have, 
somebody you really, really trust. Take the time to watch it. Don't get too busy on the field. Take the time because there's been times, and I hear stories all the time from people, contractor material suppliers, where a year will go by and $100,000 will be missing out of the company. Nobody knows where it went. And it happens every day. Keep an eye on things. Keep up, keep up the good work, everyone out there. Peace out. Ramsey Rock and Roads. Talk to you next time.